Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Hey, hey, everyone. Well, I just got done having a glorious home-cooked meal from my friends at Georgia Blue. I feel nourished plenty for today's guest. I'm excited about this. I met him when my band was winding up eight months on tour at Bob Seger, and we were tired. We were in Vegas at the time. I got a call from a mutual friend saying he and his wife, Robin, were there and if we could take care of him. When he said who it was, I said, heck yeah, as I loved watching him roam the sidelines as a coach, head coach in the NFL for years, and at the time was running his show for the Carolina Panthers. It was right before we went on stage. I'll never forget. He asked me, so Steve, what are you going to tell the guys? And I, I looked at him and I said, what are you talking about? And he was like looking for me to give him like a pregame pep talk. I said, oh no, coach, ours is about tempo, getting settled in into the moment and then sort of taking off. He said, well, ours is about tempo. And I I said, well, I countered with, well, ours is about rhythm. He swiftly rebutted me and said, rebutted. He said, ours is about rhythm. And I said, I can't argue with him. So anyway, so we all went to the stage. That's where we did our ritual. The band with the stage manager every night, ironically, would huddle up, put our hands together and say, one, two, three, till March. Well, all of a sudden, this extra hand came on top. I looked over and it was my guest today. What I would have done to have been coached by him, the one I respect the most, Coach John Fox. How you like that intro, John? Oh, that's pretty awesome, Steve. Oh, that's impressive. That's a great memory. At 63 years old, I'm not sure my memory is quite as good. That's a lot better. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, so so my second interview, I got my, my maiden voyage was with John Daly, and then I got off the phone to call Michael Waltrip, and he was on the golf course. And that's where I'll find you. You're my second guest in how many months now? That, But I love that you're out there. I know that you need to get your time away. And uh, I do notice that I wake up now and I see you on ESPN and it's freaking me out. How are you, how's your, uh, how are you enjoying uh, being on with a microphone, uh, not yelling at a bunch of players uh, and talking to the patrons that are watching you now? Well, it's, it's been a lot of fun, Steve. It's been an adjustment for sure. Uh, being on live television is interesting to say the least. Uh, there's times on the 5.30 wake-up calls for that 7.15 sports center that, you know, there's times I could do without that, but a lot of great people, 
lot of great people and uh, you know you know some football people, Tim Hasselback and Teddy Bruschi that you know I get to talk about football, the game that I have a great love and passion. From that standpoint, it, it's been fun keeping my you know kind of my toe in the water, so to speak, <laughs> and watching a lot of football. All right. Speaking of water and your toes in the water, I know you're. You, I know you love your boats, and I've seen you. I've been in it. I've been in your boat, and you got a new boat. Uh, you, your love affair for the water started at a young age. Uh, tell me about. Tell me about how all that came about. Well, I think you know, growing up in, uh, I was born in Norfolk, Virginia, and uh, we lived in uh, Virginia Beach growing up. So, uh, my grandfather owned a marina, and so needless to say, a bunch of my childhood time was. You know, on my nine and a half uh, horsepower Evan Rue with my eleven foot aluminum hmm. boat, uh, you know, picking up crab traps, crabbing, fishing. Uh, I was a big boy on a, uh, a boat when I was probably eight. So I just grew up by the water, fishing, being around boats, being around the the, the ocean. I started surfing on the East Coast uh, way back in the '60s, and kind of continued that love on even till when we moved to uh, California and San Diego, where my dad uh, was stationed there in Coronado at uh, uh, the Buds program in the Navy SEALs. Uh, so even then, I learned to scuba dive at a young age. In fact, we had scuba tanks in the backyard at the pool. And, you know, so I've just been around the water forever, and I have a great love for it, and it's been a part of my life since I was a little kid. So, so growing up in, in the Navy, with you know, with a Navy man, Yep. As your superior, uh, and you're saying Navy SEAL, correct? Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. What was that like? Yep. Being, being, well, you know, being the smaller guy in the house, and and obviously having to look up to him and 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 mind, right? Yeah, no doubt. You know, he did uh, three tours in Vietnam, and uh, they were wow. six month tours. Uh, you know, much like football, you know, the military when the guys were away. I mean, there wasn't cell phones and FaceTiming and computers that you could FaceTime. You know through different continents, and we just didn't see them uh, for six months. Uh, so the, the moms and the kids of uh, the other guys downrange on tour, they're in Vietnam, they would all hang out. So uh, it's a little bit like that with coaches' wives and coaches' kids and right. when it's in season because it's a lot of, I'm not comparing the two equally, obviously, uh, uh, you know, being at war is uh, the ultimate of arms way, but in arms way, so... Uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was much the same. I mean, the, the camaraderie, the togetherness, and, you know, whether it's just with the families or the troops, uh, you know, is pretty hard to match, you know, out there in everyday life. Talking to Coach John Fox, my favorite coach in the world, period, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I didn't write the song uh, The Coach. Uh, because of Coach Fox, just FYI. Anyway, I had a little, fr- had a little frustration, a little lack of playing time, Coach. I, that I wrote, that I wrote that, and uh, I know you to give me my playing time because you, you like a guy that likes to shoot no matter what. Exactly, exactly. It's the effort. It's the effort that matters. I love it. Hey, Coach, take me back growing up. Um, I, you know, these are the things I get to love about talking to friends of mine that I didn't know. I mean, even talking to my dad, when I didn't interview both my dads at Father's Day, I was just so intrigued by the stuff I never knew. And obviously, I've had a lot more time to get to know them than I have you. Ours has been sporadic, but uh, but very efficient uh, and when we've been together. Uh, take me back growing up. Was it just football? Was it I, I, for some reason I sort of see you running the point guard, uh, playing shortstop and baseball? Tell me, I'm close. Well, I, I kind of dabbled in all of it. You know, I, I played community league baseball, uh, basically 
they had farm level, they had minors, and they had the majors. Uh, so I, I did all three levels of that. Played basketball. Uh, I wrestled. My dad was a, uh, well, not my dad, my uncle was a uh, wrestler in uh, college. In fact, uh, ended up being, he went to Granby High School. Actually, that's where the Granby role of wrestling moved it. In scholastic wrestling, that's fairly popular if you're involved hmm. in that. Uh, he wrestled for a guy named Billy Martin in the Tidewater at uh, Granby High School. And then my uncle ended up going on to be the head coach. Actually, it was National Scholastic Coach of the Year in wrestling uh, at a high school called Cox High School in the Virginia Beach area. Uh, Bill Guttermuth was is his name. Uh, so I was involved in wrestling at a young age. Swimming, obviously, was big, especially in the Navy. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I swam for the Oceana Otters. <laughs> uh, it was Oceana Naval Air Station there in uh, Virginia Beach. So, you know, uh, all sports were a big part. And, uh, uh, you know, my dad played uh, high school football in Marysville, Ohio. So, uh, you know, he, he helped when he was around in that area. But, uh, yeah, so I just kind of identified with sports, kind of got my male role models, you know, when my dad wasn't around from a lot of my coaches. Right. I'm sure that's why I, I had a passion to, when I was done playing sports to become a coach. I love it. We're talking to Coach John Fox. He's out in the wind. Uh, coach, you say you're in Illinois or, or Carolina? Well, I'm actually in the North Shore area of Illinois. Okay. Uh, up by Lake Forest. And oh, yeah. uh, I'm out here standing really behind a tree at the 18th green <laughs> uh, at Knollwood Country Club. <laughs> Are you like peeping out? Like everybody's going, like, "What's Coach? What's Coach Fox doing over there?" You prob- probably, probably, uh, probably everybody inside, if they can see you right now, are wondering with awe. Uh, you're in a Mississippi minute. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have Coach Fox and the wind that Illinois brings uh, back to a Mississippi minute in a second. Stand by. Well, I'm singing, I'm swimming with you. Oh, I'd rather be swimming with you, girl. Hey there, guys. I wanted to tell you about our Mockingbird Music Series, a bi-monthly musical dinner series featuring intimate performances with some of my pals and Nashville's best, telling the stories behind their hits and performing them as originally written. Music City is known for showcasing its great songwriters as such historical venues as the Bluebird Cafe, Puckett's Grocery, among others. So in similar fashion, with a little twist, I'm excited to be bringing my friends and this Music City tradition to the birthplace of America's music right here in Mississippi. We started in Greenville to three consecutive sold-out shows. Now we've added Hernando and Oxford with more destinations to follow. The evening also includes dinner created by a local chef. Seats are limited. To find out more and to sign up for the mailing list and or to buy tickets, go to my website, steveazar.com. That's steveazar.com and scroll down toward the bottom and then click on the Mockingbird Music Series logo. It's a heck of a night. Hope to see you there. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour, and The Borky Show are all now available for you, and it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve, I'm Steve Azar. We're with Coach John Fox. I'll keep saying it, my favorite coach on the planet. That's it. I don't care if I was on Mars. He's my man. Uh, coach, uh, he's hiding behind a tree right now. Just FYI, I want everybody to get a good picture of um, not like hiding behind like uh, 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 the left the the left tackle. This is like a big tree, and he's he wants to get this interview over with so he can go play golf, so he can uh, go find water. I say so, coach. <laughs> but you don't want your balls to find water. You're not. You're not. No. In, yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Is there any water out on the golf course, coach? Uh, yes, uh, not on this particular hole, but uh, we've got water on five out six holes. Are you like one of the guys that when you see water and you got like rod and reel? I mean, you know, down in Mississippi, we can legally do that on our course yeah. without getting a oh, letter yeah. or getting fined. You can do that? Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, my course in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Quail Hollow, uh, there's fishing a lot. Actually, there's good bass fishing there. Hmm. A lot of PGA Tour guys do that during the Wells Fargo uh, that's always a, a nighttime adventure for a lot of the guys playing in the golf tournament. Huh. So, Coach, do you, now, I know you love the water. I know you love the boat. Do you love to fish? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. every kind of fishing. Uh, I fly fish, uh, spin rod fish in the backwaters uh, down there in the uh, 10,000 Islands of the Everglades area in Florida. I do a lot of uh, offshore fishing as well. Wow, I love it. I'm talking to Coach John Fox. Hey, Coach, uh, so I want I, I got to keep saying back. I got to keep reverting back a little bit rearview mirror uh what makes the man and what what made you such a great man and i mean that from the, from the bottom of my heart I, i've gotten to know you on a lot of levels and it's all amazing so tell me uh college when when foot did football come knocking uh or was there was baseball still around was swimming still around with the otters i mean w- did you have <laughs> options and and where'd you go play well, I was really, if I had to classify myself, I was probably uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Um, you know, I mentioned early on, I served as a young young guy in uh, on, uh, the Atlantic Ocean in Virginia Beach. Then when we moved to San Diego, I continued my surfing endeavor, so I actually had a love for surfing. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, I still, I mean, in high school, I, I actually did everything. I played basketball, I played uh, I wrestled, uh, I swam, I didn't play baseball in high school. I played football, obviously. It was uh, kind of ironic for me what happened is I broke my collarbone my senior year in high school and uh, didn't get any scholarships coming out. So I went to a junior college down the street called Southwestern Junior College. And I played there, and then uh, I walked on at San Diego State University where I played and graduated from. Uh, that's you know I continued my love for football. It got me a scholarship. I ended up earning a scholarship, which wow. uh, helped my parents quite a bit. Right. Um, and then uh, I was a GA. I got my secondary head teaching credentials uh, there in California, which I had to have a fifth year for, and I was able to pay that through being a graduate assistant uh, at my college. And then I kind of after that I kind of started my. Uh, you know, college path to, uh, through college coaching and, and uh, you know, went through college for 10 years and <laughs> coached in the NFL for 28. And uh, here I, I am. And here you are behind a tree in Illinois <laughs> with a six iron in your hand. I, you know, I have to, first of all, we're talking Coach John Fox. Hey, Coach, you mentioned surfing. Okay, first of all, you would you would tell me, Steve, I want you to step away from the board. I want you to go sit down. <laughs> 
and I want you to stay away from the water. When anything under my feet just freaks me out. So snow skis, uh, you know, water skis. I wasn't great. I wasn't horrible. Water was all right, but I, I still wasn't any good. But I'm the worst snow skier you've ever seen. Skateboarding bad. I don't understand surfing. And and somebody you got to know when you coach in Chicago. My so so you'll know when I was a kid in Greenville, Mississippi. My brother's roommates were Dave Durson and Tom Thayer at Notre Dame. Tom wow. was Tom was dating my sister, and Tom's already been on the show. I, I just loved going back to Joliet and seeing his mom and 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 his, and his brother Rick and all them. But you got to realize, I was like in eighth grade, ninth grade, and I was skinny little kid. He used to come there, and they would all eat like three steaks. I mean, Tom was huge. He's a big dude, right? Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, okay, big. but but after yeah. all the football stuff, and after all the years and all that, he's doing the voice of the Bears after the '85 Bears and all that. He lost all this weight. He surfs in Hawaii. Tell me about I, the value of being. I mean, it's like great feet, right? In the NFL, even on the line, you got to have great feet. Yeah, it's, it's balance, it's body control, uh, obviously endurance. I mean, paddling a board is like swimming. And, you know, especially the bigger the waves are, the, the ocean's churning. I mean, you're digging, right, just to even get five yards on a surfboard, especially when the, uh, the waves and riptides and currents, and, uh, you know, big surf, white water banging into you. So, you, yeah. you know, it's uh, – it's 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 really. I mean, I've got great respect for any surfer at any level. It's just uh, uh, it, it's a hard thing to learn. I used to laugh at my football player friends. They used to kind of tease me, like, "Oh, that wimpy surfing!" And then I said, hey, "Yeah, you can come out with me." And bring them down to Imperial Beach, throw them in six foot freaking uh, shore break, and just watch them get the tar beat out of them uh, <laughs> trying to paddle out. So uh, I I had great fun uh, introducing some of my. Uh, less respected uh, surfing guys that uh, that didn't have as much respect as they should have. And I kind of taught them that lesson the hard way. Oh, yeah. We're talking to Coach Fox. Hey, hey Foxy, there is, as so many know, know you as Foxy. I know that. Uh, where was your break? When you Do you feel like, you know, you're coming up in the college ranks as a coach. Uh, d- did you ever look back and go, oh, man, this is, was there a tough time when you questioned it? And when was your break, you feel? Well, I, I mean, I really think I've, I've been blessed through my whole career, um, even back to my high school coaches, my little league coaches, uh, um, you know, all the way back to Roger Meeks, who was my first coach in football. I was 11 years old in, in uh, you know, Virginia Beach, Virginia. We were in Princess Sam Plaza was the community we lived in, and we were the Plaza Packers. And, uh, you know, he just was such a great coach for a young guy. He taught me. It was just a pleasure to be around. It was very encouraging. Wow. And, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, even in, in college, uh, you know, guys like Ted Tolner, Ernie Zampese, Steve Schaefer, these guys all went on to be pro coaches. And, you know, Sid Gilman was my athletic director of the first college I went to. Um, At the so junior college, did, right? No, no, that was actually in a small school, which was my first college full-time coach. That's wild, man. They came, they just came. It's amazing who has touched your life as coaches. Oh, no, it's, uh, and then, you know, the list is forever. You know, my very first pro job was with Chuck Noll and the Rooney family, who are both Hall of Fame people, both at the coaching level and as well as uh, owners. And, um, you know, there's a long list, the Mara family in New York, uh, 
you know, looking back, Al Davis uh, of the Raiders. You know, it's uh, Bobby Bethard just got inducted. He was our general manager in San Diego in 1992. Uh, also was with Marty Herman in later life. Hired me as a head coach at the Carolina Panthers. But it's, it, it is people, and it's, uh, you know, the friendships and relationships you have. And, right. You know, th- those are all breaks, you know, just being involved with, you know, outstanding people. Well, it takes, it also takes, and, and that I've learned, it also takes, uh, I don't know, when you're around the right people along the way and having the ability to decipher who those right people are along the way and spend that time being mentored, that's as equally challenging for anybody. And so uh, you you had to make right, the right turns and right decisions decisions in your life. At some point, that coach wasn't just your coach. You were around things for, for reasons uh, that were in your control. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you made yeah, a lot well, of think, right turns. Yeah, I think, you know, really just in, you know, my experience, just, you know, as far as wisdom goes, I think, you know, one of the really, really common traits of successful people is grit. You know, it's mm-hmm. sometimes not always what grade point average was or what your ACT score is or what your ACT score is. At, at the end of the day, I think I learned this as much from my dad through the you know, Navy SEAL training as anything. is You just got to be a tough-minded person mm-hmm. and a lot of grit to have success. You know, some of those scores stuff just tells you how fast you learn. You know, it doesn't tell you about the willingness and the passion you have to get the job done. I love that. We're talking to Coach John Fox. Coach, but while you're stranded behind a tree right now and waiting to get back to it, you get to play DJ. Mississippi is the birthplace of American music. You have been here. You have celebrated it with us on Delta Soul. I've been there. So watching you. Have a great time. So do you want to hear a little Marty Stewart or Ike Turner in the break? Oh, sounds good to me. I love both. So, well, you can't, rip. coach. You can't do that. You got to call one play. Oh, one play. Oh, Ike Turner or Marty Stewart. <laughs> Let's go with Ike Turner. That's what I'm talking about. We're talking to Coach yeah, John yeah. Fox. He's my buddy. I'm giving him a hard time right now. I'm glad I'm not with him, or I'd be running laps. You're in a Mississippi minute. We'll be right back. <laughs> Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar with Coach John Fox. Uh, Mississippi Minute, because all 60 of them is how we roll. 
Uh, Coach and I have become good friends over the years. Uh, they, uh, I actually invited myself to uh, Tim Fox, who played for the Patriots and before that Ohio State, when they found out at my charity event, our charity event down in the Delta, that they actually lived around the block from each other in, their, uh, in Marco Island uh, when they went to go visit water. And, I, and, like, you guys didn't know this, right, Coach? You didn't know? No, we, we, we had no idea. It's been... Uh, it's been a great intro because we've spent, spent a lot of time with uh, Tim and Deb over the years. And, uh, I love it. That's been, yeah, been a great friendship, too. Coach, I want to talk about how you and Robin met. I mean, I've read some things and I've heard some things. And I, I, there's pretty interesting, especially becoming a wife of a football coach on your level. Uh, okay, any level, making your way up to get to the level of being the big man and getting all, all the way up. It's like, it reminds me of the music business. So know that I was there barely at raising our kids. Yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to move back was because I wanted to experience enough of them to say that they would say that I was their dad, you know? And, um, exactly. And tell me how you guys met. And then, because she she's always been all in, just like Gwen has. So take me, yeah. take me from the beginning. I, I, if I remember, it was a pretty cool story. Well, yeah, in 1984, um, I was on a, actually, we were, I was coaching a defense coordinator at Iowa State University, and me and three of my coaches were heading to the University of Texas uh, to visit with their coaches to have just kind of a professional growth kind of thing in the offseason. So uh, we were on a flight, uh, we left out of Des Moines, uh, went to DFW, uh, and then on to Austin, uh, Texas, to, to go to the University of Texas. Well, uh, in the uh, DFW airport, uh, in those days there was pay phones, and, um, you know, that's really the only way you could communicate. And so my friends were on the, uh, on the cell phones, or the pay phones, talking to their families. And, uh, we were waiting for a connection, and this flight attendant walked by for American Airlines, and I kind of kind of looked at her, and by chance, she happened to be on our flight. Uh, you know, and it was a fast flight. Um, I, I, from, from that, we, we have two different versions. My version was is that, uh, um, that, that she kind of aggressed on me, and what her version is I kind of aggressed on her. But, <laughs> Uh, I'd say my, 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 her story is probably the right one. Isn't it funny? Anyway, isn't it funny how that happens? There, the story just—I mean, it's one story, and neither I got the same situation. How, what exactly. happens to the memory? Anyway, keep going. Well, yeah. So, anyways, it's a short flight from Dallas to Austin, and, uh, and then we ended up meeting up and uh, kind of had great conversations, and then we stayed in touch for you know by, by phone. She lived in Dallas, and I was living in Ames, Iowa. Um, and I think we were married about eight months later. And she's Pretty quick, right? Been with ever since, yeah. So, uh, but I didn't have much time to meet people, you know. Yeah. So it was it was unique that uh, I got a chance to meet her on a flight, and uh, thirty five thirty five years later, here we are. Just the raising of the kid. Now let's get to this. First of all, move to move to move. I mean, you're moving a lot to to progress. Obviously, you better have a very strong woman at home, and Robin is that, and I know Gwen is too, because uh, you feel, you know, like now when my schedule slowed down, I actually look back and I have regrets. I feel guilty a little bit that I wasn't there more, you know, they, they, and they're great. They understand, you know, I was trying to support, you know, four children. I have 
three sons and a daughter just just now just left a month ago to go to SMU. But um, you know, I used to even tell my players, you know, is, is I've spent my life raising other people's kids. Yeah, and it's really true. So there's a part of that that you feel a bit guilty or or um, wish you could change that you weren't there enough. But uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I have some of those feelings now, but. I think uh, they understand that I was trying to do my best to provide for them and, right. you know, kind of give them the life that they have. And uh, But just personally, you know, with some time to reflect, you know, here since, uh, you know, February, um, you know, I can't say, I, can't, you know, I gotta be honest, I mean, I do regret sometimes not being there more for them, mm-hmm. especially my sons. Right, right, right. I'm talking to Coach John Fox. So, uh, tell me, is uh, Hallie at SMU, is that where she went to school? Yep. Yep. So. All right. What's it like? Because I mean, you know, this is it, right? There's nobody younger, yep. right? And uh, nope. and I, we're 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 this senior year with Cecilia, and it's uh, it's stressing me. I got to tell you, uh, um, what do you do when they're gone? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, I think Robin and I sometimes, you know, we've looked at each other and thought that ourselves, but uh, she's thoroughly enjoying it. She's got uh, great support people there. And, um, I love you it. You know, I just, uh, uh, you know, she, she's, the key is, is her happiness, and she's really enjoying it. I love it. I love it. Well, you Rob, got. Robin and I will adjust. Yeah, no, no, we'll, I know, I know, no, we'll adjust. And, and, you know, our kids are get when they get to that point, and we, we remember it, we were ready to roll, or at least we thought we were. Yeah. You know, we, we, yeah. you know, maybe we weren't ready, but we were ready to take it on. And, uh, it's just the nature of, of growing up and the beauty of it. And what a great time in their lives to be able to enjoy that. So that's great. We're talking to Coach John Fox here in a Mississippi minute. We're rocking along. Uh, Coach, um, I had something to ask you. That I, oh I want to I want to talk about it. your ability to play craps. Uh, you know I have I have one really bad regret. You told me when you came down to Mississippi to do our charity event, you said Steve, you need to follow me to the money, and yep. I watched you tear the casino apart. You I can't keep up with craps, and I don't even know if we can talk about it on the air, but we're doing it. So tell yep. me you yep. you like fast moving games like that? Well, you know when I first. Started. I mean, I was grew up in California. I told you, and we used to go. My, my friend's uh, parents had a ski resort, Lionhead, Utah, and from Southern California to drive there, uh, you had to go through Vegas, and it was a halfway point. So um, we used to stop. And in old those days, Vegas wasn't what it is today. It was old Vegas, and it was a place called the Horseshoe. And I basically learned how to gamble playing uh, blackjack. So I actually first started gambling with blackjack and I did it. And they went from single deck, then went to that big shoe and he's taken you know, forever to shuffle. And I used to I was a little O C D and uh A D D and so I was like, <laughs> I can't handle this. I need something faster. <laughs> so I it took me a minute too. I just went and watched people play craps and then kinda sorted it out and uh the beauty of it is it is fast and it's a lot of fun and um, but it's, it's not that easy to learn. It's like anything though, once you put your mind to it. And I've been playing craps ever since. Uh, I love it. And I don't get, I don't get a chance to do it a lot, but when I do, I really, I really have fun. I love it. We're talking to Coach John Fox. He's hiding behind a tree still. The wind you're hearing, if you're just tuning in, uh, is he's on the golf course, a la Michael Waltrip. 
uh, back in my beginning days in January. So I'm, I, I feel comfortable. I'm in the same chair. I'm in the same chair yep. with the same microphone. And I had I remember having, uh, I think I had Skittles in front of me. Now I've got Cheetos Crunchy in front of me, which it, neither one Ooh, of them. Oh, you're making me jealous. I'm uh, not getting a little hungry. Dang right. I love those crunchy you know, after my shows, that's what I had. That and some Skittles <laughs> and Milk Duds in, my, in the back of the bus and Juji Fruits. Just to freaking right. see if I could glue my teeth together. <laughs> Coach, did you have any vice like that? Any sort of junk food or gum or tobacco? Anything like that you did just in the coaching moment? Oh, yeah. Or, I got, when I got into coaching as a kid, I didn't do any of that. My, uh, you know, smoking was big when I was growing up, and my parents all smoked. So I kind of grew up hating smoking, so mm-hmm. I never tried that. Uh, didn't do anything really as, as young kids uh, or as a young kid. You know, as far as uh, those kind of vices, but when um, when I got into coaching, I started first of all uh, Levi Garrett Chew, and then yeah. from Chew I went to Copenhagen Dip, mm-hmm. uh, and it's awful habit. Uh, it's terrible. It's not easy to quit. I just quit in January, so I'm not uh, dipped since January. Uh, kind hmm. of a New Year's resolution. So uh, that was a vice I had. That uh, so far so good on. Uh, this is something I've always been curious about because, you know, I've watched a lot of coaches and I've watched you. And when do you know to gamble? When do you know not to gamble? Is it always a gut thing or is there a formula? Or do you like you go by the book, your book of going like when to go for it on fourth down? You know, well, I think I think you you it always comes down to gut. You know, when you talked earlier about changing jobs, taking a job, not taking a job, uh, you know, really likes to gamble. And I think, um, you know, as far as in a football game, uh, you know, you have plans, you have game plans, and you spent a whole week. I know to the fans sometimes it looks like you just threw it out there, but there's really a lot that goes into it. However, uh, there's adjustments, and you, you know, you have to adjust. You know, not just at halftime. Uh, there may have been a play you thought was going to be good, and then, you know, something wrecks it. Mm-hmm. So, so you're constantly adjusting. And, you know, when you see those coaches and players get together on the sidelines, uh, they're looking at those Microsoft uh, computer screens or they're on a board. Or, uh, you know, they're, they're adjusting. And, uh, you know, so all those decisions are gut decisions. You know, whether it's swing challenge flag, flags, whether it's going for two, uh, do you kick field goal, do you punt, uh, pot management. There's just a lot to it and it's not an exact science it's a little bit like life I love it oh yeah well I get that I get that life part I think you're in a Mississippi minute we'll be right back cause I'm the cool In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve I'm Steve Azar. We're with Coach John Fox. Hey, so tell me where you enjoyed coaching the most. You probably can look back now and think about, man, when you're in the middle of it, you're just probably in the middle of just war, just going, you know, football war. You know, I'm not going to use that term loosely, and I know you don't. But where, where do you think, think you enjoyed the most? I, it's really, it, it sounds 
you know, kind of almost like coach speak. But in all honesty, I have found the good in everywhere I've ever lived. And I'm not talking about just in coaching. Um, you know, I'm talking about, you know, wherever I've lived. And sure, there's bad parts of any city, but then there's great parts. And I've been blessed to be around the good parts and, you know, met, I've got friends everywhere I've ever lived. You know, yeah. that, uh, you know, one thing is, you know, like moving your kids around, as I used to tell them, you know, it's like, You've got best friends in more cities now than if you right. grew up in one place, never moved. Uh, you don't have that advantage. So, and even my children have friends in every city we've lived in uh, that they stay in touch with and communicate with. And, um, you know, so I just—it's been hard to, to pick. You know, there's pluses and minuses about everywhere, but um, all in all, I've kind of focused on the good parts of it and uh, enjoyed it. You and Robin and the family have always been good about just sort of like molding quickly into a city, right? You feel it's probably adventurous to you in some ways, right? Yeah, I think the fact that, you know, it's like I've always believed the more you do it, the better you get. So we did it a lot. And uh, you start to understand it better and, uh, you know, you adapt faster. Well, I love it. We're talking to Coach John Fox, and we're so getting close to letting him go. But this is how we're going to end this thing, where he can get out out from under or behind the tree that's blocking as much wind as possible. Coach, you've done a great job blocking a lot of the wind. Like 80% of it's been out. So that's good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we got, we got a little backdrop of wind. It's nice to have a little bit of ambience going, you know? Yeah, yes. you got a little outdoor feel. Uh, that feels good. Uh, this has been, this is the one time that I almost forgot the words in the national anthem. And I'll never forget it. <laughs> Because I hadn't, I didn't see you. I didn't I hadn't right. seen you since the night of the Seeger thing, and and I, I just loved you coming out and and all that. And so I got asked to do the anthem, and right. and so there I am. And they had a stage. It was Carolina Panthers game, so we're we're there. Right. And uh, they had a, the only one that I've ever done the anthem where they actually had you up a, on a riser. So I'm right. sitting there and I'm thinking. You know, I'm starting to go, and my eyes are closed. I open my eyes, and for some reason, my eyes were pointed at you, and I see you looking up, like, and you you were being totally reverent. You had your your hand on your chest, and you just kind of yep. looked. I don't know what it was, but I went like, "Oh, hey, Steve!" Like, I I probably imagined it, but oh my gosh, if I can tell you how close it yep. was that it. Were- Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. And it just (laughs) fell out. And I was going like, was that right? In my mind, I'm going, was that right? And apparently it was. And so I I remember going and hugging you. And I wanted to say, Coach, I know you had to think. But in my mind, I was going like, Coach, don't ever even look at me. Ever. When I'm doing it. Because something, I don't know, my mind just sort of went away. And that can be good when you're singing and bad sometimes. But obviously, there's always this stress of doing anthems. You're tired. You're coming in. I remember flying in. I I had no brain cells at all. And But anyway. Right. The point was uh, that's a memory that I survived, thank goodness, and uh, and I loved it. But I can say this honestly: I've been at four games with you, and I'm four and zero. Right. And just I FYI, love. I just want to know: I've never it. lost. I don't even know what it feels like. That's uh, that's a good thing. I wish I could say the same thing. <laughs> uh, I, I had a buddy of mine that works for Marvel, and it, it was it was after a not particularly good game, and he goes, "Coach, it's like making a bad movie." Because you do everything the same, you got good actors, you got good plays, but sometimes you just have a bad movie. And 
uh, I, I, it was fun, and I'm, and I'm sure it's related to most entertainers. I think that's why there's a great crossover uh, between athletes and entertainers, yeah. regardless if it's music or whatever you're in. Is you know sometimes every song ain't isn't good. You know sometimes yeah. it, 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 it it is a struggle. You know sometimes you might miss a word. I'm glad right. you didn't, and because I'd have got blamed for it. Yeah, right, but, <laughs> but yeah, you would have. Uh, it's just. It's just the way things go, Steve. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, I know. Listen, when the bass player misses a lick or the drummer misses a lick, they blame the lead singer, and that's me. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, I get exactly. it. I get it. Leader of the band. You're the leader of the band. Uh, hey, yeah. re- before we go, um, and, and obviously, uh, in recent, watching, you're, you're on the golf course, so let's just finish it with the ability to for Tiger Woods to come back from all these surgeries to glue his back together to go through all the you know everybody's got the crosses to bear he cro- he he bared his in front of the world and he's playing it's amazing I've been like in awe have you not been like going like wow oh I've been I've been so 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 thrilled about that and you know to watch that and I've watched many athletes you know what they endure what they go through you know coming off of injury or coming off a long turn in your life decisions. Uh, there's, you know, sometimes people don't remember that there's ain't too many perfect people around the earth today, but, um, you know, when you're high profile like that, it, uh, uh, obviously, you know, more people know about it, but to, to look what he's overcome and what he's done, uh, even at his age, and I say his age for what he does is, you know, is really, really remarkable. It is remarkable. And I couldn't be more proud and watching, you know, uh, somebody persevere. Yeah. And then have success. I love it. Well, that's how we're going to end it. You're on the golf course, and you get to go act like you're Tiger Woods for a little bit, beat on the little ball. <laughs> I appreciate you taking a Mississippi minute with me. I love you, buddy. And uh, we've been with Coach John Fox. Foxy, my man, you've been on a Mississippi minute. Coach, I'll talk to you later. I appreciate you. All right. Love it, man. Thanks. Love you too, pal. All right. Bye-bye. I'm Steve Azar. Been a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them where you can take your sweet time. Don't have a radio handy? That's okay. Listen to Super Talk online at supertalk.fm or with the Super Talk app. Just download it in your app store. This is where you come to talk. Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.